Welcome to Right Now Workshop Podcast, where you can write a book and change the world. I'm your host, Kitty Buholtz, and this is episode 123, Breaking Your Goals into Workable Chunks, coming to you on Thursday, January 24th, 2019. Now, you may remember that two weeks ago, I did a podcast episode on creating your goals, trying to figure out how to choose your goals and prioritizing them. So great, great fun. Uh, Hopefully that has helped you and you've got a list of all your goals and you've prioritized them so you know what your number one goal is, your top three goals, your top five goals, and just in case things are going really well this year, your top 10 goals. Now, the question is, how are you actually going to accomplish them? Say you say that you want to write a book this year. Well, exactly how do you go about figuring out uh, how to get that done? Are you going to write a twelfth of a book per month? And how much is that? (laughs) Or say that um, one of your goals is to spend more time with your family. Well, how much time is more time? And how are you going to figure out what you want to do? All right. There's two ways that I primarily use to choose how I'm going to attain a goal. And what I mean is by taking my goal and breaking it into pieces, there's two ways that I would do it. One is to choose a date in the future by which I would like to be done with this goal. Now, some goals might have a December 31st date because you just want it done sometime this year. A lot of people use weight loss and fitness goals with a calendar year, so they just want to hit a certain mark by December 31st, though I will say that I have... uh, planned my weight loss goals for December 1st often (laughs) so I can get it in like try to be good by Thanksgiving but then maybe let it go just a little bit at Christmas time. December 31st is quite a goal for a weight loss goal because if you live in America uh, you've got six weeks of back-to-back eating every I swear it feels like every day sometimes. Um, But whatever your goal is, a lot of times you can choose a date in the future and you can plan towards that date. Now, the other thing that you may do, and this is often what I will choose if it's a goal that I really have no idea how long it's going to take me. Will it take me six months to write this book? Nine months? A year? Two years? I don't know. Um, And so in that case, I will plan to... Um, work a certain amount per period. So a certain number of hours or words written, if it's a writing goal, say, uh, per day or per week or per month, something like that. Or if it's um, some other goal that's not writing related. I don't have an example in my head because right this second, all I can really think about is um, working on my new book. (laughs) But I'm doing a podcast episode instead, and you're taking a break from writing by listening to a podcast episode. But So you can plan towards a date or you can figure out about how much time am I going to spend on this goal per period. So if your goal is spend more time with your friends and family, you may say, I'm going to spend an extra hour a week or I'm going to have date night with my spouse once a week or twice a month or something like that and make a very specific amount of time that happens during a specific period but it isn't necessarily something that you're planning to have accomplished by a certain date. For instance, if you're if you're planning to spend more time with your family, you might not want to say, okay, it's September 1st. I put in all the hours I was going to with you. I'm not going to see you again until January. That makes me laugh, though, because I just think it would be really funny to be like, hey, I met my goal early, so see you guys. Okay, so I guess I just think that's really funny right now. Um, 
But definitely, if you can have fun with your goal planning and and uh, all sorts of all of your planning processes, particularly if you really kind of hate talking about this stuff and doing it every January, definitely try to have more fun with it. It'll make the whole thing easier. Okay, now let's say that, and here's just a reminder, you want to submit your published, or I'm sorry, your finished manuscript to Hallmark Publishing by February 28th, because they have another open submission period during the month of February 2019. Just a reminder, in case you've been thinking about it. All right, so at the time that this podcast is going live, you have about five weeks between now and February 28th. So then what you would do is you would write down all the things that you would like to have accomplished and the amount of time that you think that it would take to actually do the submission process so that everything is done by February 28th. Now, if that is me, that means that I'm wanting to have everything finished by at least February 27th so that if there's any problems with um, the site going down or something being wrong with the internet and connection in my house or something, that I still have, you know, one more day to make everything work. So again, say that there's five weeks. What are the things that need to be done? Uh, You might want to do another read-through. Uh, See if you can polish up some things a little bit better, maybe the beginning or the ending. Maybe you want to have a couple of friends read it real quick and give you some feedback, see if everything makes sense, there's nothing missing or forgotten. Um, Maybe you want to see if uh, there's an editor that you work with who has time to read that through real quick. Um, You probably need to make your synopsis like excellent. (laughs) You might not have even written a synopsis yet and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I've got the synopsis. So these are all the things you're going to write down and then figure out about as best you can how much time you're going to allocate, how much time you think it will take for each of these things. Now, some of the things like having a couple of your friends, particularly writer friends or an editor that you've been working with, read the manuscript one more time. They can be doing that while you're doing something else like writing and polishing the synopsis. So some of those things can overlap a little bit. And that's all you're going to do. And then you're going to do your best to plow through it, stay on schedule, finish by February 27th, upload by February 28th. And if all of it happens early, then you can decide between uh, the the two sides of the coin that I see writers doing, um, polishing and polishing and polishing and polishing until the last minute, just in case they can make it better, which is not always great because sometimes I think you, you polish the, the real unique shine that you give your work right out of it. Um, or you can just be like, okay, I can't think of anything else to do with this. So I'm going to turn it in early. I'm going to submit in the middle of the month and not the end of the month. And then you can be happily surprised to know that you are way closer to the front of the line of people who uh, turn their work in and therefore getting your work read first uh, because everybody is waiting until February 28th. (laughs) So that is one way of looking at it. You've got a date goal. You planned toward that date. You broke things down into the amount of time that you had until that date. And then you did your best to stick with it. Now, the other thing that you might want to do is maybe you're going to write a book for the first time, or you're going to write a book in a new genre that you've never written in before. So you're not really sure how long this process is going to take. Maybe it's something that requires more research than what you've done before, or you feel you need to 
uh, read up on the subject matter some more, interview some people, or, you know, who knows. Or like I said, it's your first time writing a book at all. You have no idea how long it'll take you. Now we're talking about breaking the tasks down into how much you can get done per period. Now, some of you will know, will have a pretty good idea. Like you write, say, a thousand words per one and a half hour writing session. Pretty good. So you might start out by saying, okay, I'm still going to say that my goal is to write a thousand words for every one and a half hours writing session, and I'll have three writing sessions per week. And therefore, I'll get 3,000 words written per week, something like that. And then you'll have done some research on the genre that you're writing in, and you know that the approximate word count, let's say it's more of like a science fiction end rather than a romance end, uh, the word count may well be like 90 to 100,000 words. Well, at 3,000 words per week, you can divide that into 90 to 100,000 words and give yourself an idea of about how many weeks until you finish your first draft. Now, if this is a brand new um, project for you, i.e. never written a book before, or a really new genre, one that you're finding more difficult than maybe you thought it would be uh, because you're realizing all the things that you're like, oh, I have to come up with some kinds of words and some sorts of vocabulary for this science fiction thing. I hadn't thought about that. Though if you're writing in that, you probably have thought about it. Anyway, so maybe some things will take a little bit more time. So a lot of times I suggest that you have monthly and quarterly check-ins so that you can get an idea of the progress that you've been keeping up over the last four weeks or the last 13 weeks. Now, for me, a lot of times, the first couple of weeks, and when I say couple, it could be anywhere between one and three weeks, um, that's how much time it takes me to really kind of get in the flow. And then after that, I have a fairly average amount of time that it takes me to write a certain number of words, and it doesn't vary that much. Um, you know, maybe if I'm stressed or sick, I might write a little bit less or... Um, yeah, it, it, for me, it usually doesn't vary that much. So at the end of a month or the end of three months, I'd be looking and seeing what my average has been recently because those first couple of weeks, the number of words written is usually so low that it's, it's not that great for putting into an average. And then I may adjust my goals and go, okay, well, I'm actually getting more like 1,500 words written per session instead of 1,000. So yay, I'm going to adjust my goal a little bit and go, okay, well, it looks like instead of finishing by June 1st, I might finish by May 1st, which is awesome. So this will help you to have some idea of where you're at approximately how long it's going to take you to get there, you still will have to figure out for yourself how much time are you going to give this particular item from your goal list. Um, sometimes people will use number of hours and sometimes when people are pretty darn sure about how long it takes them to type a certain number of words, they'll just have a word count goal. It may be daily. For me, it's usually weekly. 
um, like the daily is a very soft goal. <laughs> so I may say, uh, you know, a thousand words per writing session. And if I get 300 written in the first one, I'm like, oh, thank goodness, at least I got 300. But if I still get, you know, 3000 by the end of the week, I'm super duper happy, even if 2500 of those words happened in like this amazing session where I was totally in the flow and got so much done. It all totally depends on you, how you work, how your brain works, how the reward systems in your brain work for you. I mentioned in the last, um, you know, two weeks ago, the episode on goals that it depends a little bit on whether or not you're a carrot or a stick kind of person for any of your goals. But of course, right this second, we're talking about writing goals. So are you the kind of person who needs to be driven along by something that you can't have until you finish your um, your daily or weekly goal? Um, maybe I know some people eat chocolate after they've, um, you know, reached the end of a chapter or something like that. Other people it's reward. Um, if I meet my goal every, every week, say, um, you know, I get to go out to lunch with my friends on the weekend or whatever it is. So all of these things are really individual about you. So you need to stop and think, how do you work best? Okay. So this works great, either planning towards a date or figuring out how much time you have and then kind of giving yourself an average over time so that you can see approximately how fast you're going and about what dates you're going to finish this portion of your goal. But some things are just not that easy. They're not as simple as that. Um, part of the reason why we do all this planning is so we know when we're on track or ahead or behind, and also so that we aren't immobilized by the sheer size of the big goal. We want, in general, some relatively large goals so that we have something to shoot for, but we also don't want them to terrify us into immobilization so that we just don't do anything because we don't know what to do. <laughs> so some tasks are easier to break down than others. For me, in 2019, my number one goal I've decided is to regain and actively keep the mental health I lost during burnout last year. Got it written down here. <laughs> but uh, how do I measure uh, how much better my sleep is or not? Uh, how much more peace or joy I have or not? How do I know, uh, even when I have backward steps, as you do, um, how do I know whether or not those backward, backward steps are actually taking me, you know, are they three steps forward and two steps back, three steps forward and one step back, or two steps forward and three steps back? So how do we measure these things? Well, you, again, will have to decide based on the way you think and the kind of goal that you have, um, how you're going to approach uh, breaking down a goal like this over the course of a year. Again, you can't really say, well, I'm going to spend one twelfth of the allotted amount of time with my family and friends this month. Well, how much is that? <laughs> I'm going to uh, feel one twelfth percent, you know, one twelfth, uh, yeah, <laughs> eight uh, percent better this month than last month. Well, how do you quantify that? So then you have to stop and use your imagination and try to think it through. So for instance, um, the way that I've been looking at the burnout that I 
experienced very badly in uh, the earlier parts of 2018 and was really making some good progress in uh, by the end of the year. The way that I am seeing my mental health and mental health progress is um, the amount and quality of sleep that I'm getting and how I feel as far as peaceful versus stressed. A lot of that I don't even always notice until my shoulders or neck start hurting. And then I'm like, oh, okay, I have let too much stress come into my head and into my body. And therefore, I really need to work on bringing back the peace. Um, joy also, how do you measure that? Well, if I were to keep a sleep journal, for instance, and I wrote down um, the things that I've noticed affect my sleep. So what have I done in the hours prior to going to bed? What have I eaten and when prior to going to bed? How long is it taking me to fall asleep? That one's a little bit harder. You can't be staring at the clock and asking yourself, well, how many more minutes until I fall asleep? But you have a general idea of whether or not you're lying there trying to get yourself to stop thinking or if you have to read yourself to sleep, which is what I do. Um, my husband pretty much his head hits the pillow and then I don't know, a switch in his brain goes off and he's asleep within a few minutes. Um, so I could be recording these sorts of things in the sleep journal uh, as best as I can figure out when I'm falling asleep and when I'm waking up. And then um, what I think my quality of sleep probably was, say, on a scale of one to 10. Now, like I said, I find it more difficult to relax and fall asleep but I generally can stay asleep longer than my husband. John has a tendency to fall asleep right away, but he may wake up at two or three o'clock in the morning. And sometimes, a lot of times, he just can't get back to sleep. So all of these sorts of things are things that would help you if you had any kind of you know sleep issue to figure out what sorts of things are affecting sleep if you can, if you can figure them out. I know that sugar affects my sleep, alcohol affects my sleep. Um, I haven't decided about TV, honestly, because sometimes I'll watch TV right up until, you know, the moment I go to bed, you know, I'll brush my teeth beforehand and stuff and I sleep just great. And other times I do the same thing, watch TV right up until the moment I go to bed and I sleep terrible and I have a bazillion dreams. Or one night I'll have been totally relaxed, TV not on at all, not doing anything stressful, had nothing on my mind, thought this is going to be the best sleep ever. And I wake up at two o'clock in the morning and that's it. I cannot get back to sleep no matter what I do. Uh, so... If I were trying to track these things in a journal, I would have a much better sense of whether or not I was making progress. And then the sorts of things that I might do if I were, again, this is all because of my number one goal of becoming the into, how do you say that? Uh, getting back 100% mental health after last year's burnout. That's my number one goal for, for 2019. So sleep is one thing, but how do I count and track peace and joy, improved peace and joy? Well, things that I can do, I can quantify them and then I can look and see, did I accomplish them and did accomplishing them actually further the goal? I could, for instance, uh, set aside two one hour blocks every week that are just for me. 
I'm not hanging out with anyone else. I'm not doing things with anyone else or for anyone else. I have nothing on the schedule that's a must do that's making me think, oh my gosh, when you're done with this, you know, one hour of free time, you've really got to get that podcast done. You only have two hours left after that. So you're going to have to hurry. Yeah, that would not be very useful in bringing back peace and calm. So um, figuring out what you could do where you're giving yourself some extra time that's just for you and when you're able to give yourself that time or um, figuring out things that you love to do, you know, things that will bring your joy back, like say having lunch with friends once a week or something like that, or going to the movies by yourself, or, you know, it could be anything. What brings you real joy? And not just um, sitting on the couch and making myself like not think about work or whatever. That's, that's not actively pursuing joy. That's just trying to take a break and relax. So be thoughtful about um very specific ideas that will help you to meet your goals, particularly when the goals are less tangible like that. So hopefully all together, this is giving you a lot of different ideas. I really encourage you, if you haven't listened to the episode two weeks ago, which is number 121 on goals, go back and listen to it because I give you a lot of ways to look through last year's accomplishments to figure out what this year's goals could, I hate to say the word should, so what this year's goals could be, and to give you an idea of whether or not you are overreaching and getting, you know, too close to my problem of burnout last year, or if you're under trying, uh, under trying, <laughs> um, I guess I can't think of the word right now. If you if you feel like you're not trying hard enough, you could have done more, then you want to increase maybe just a little bit the things that you wanted to put on your to-do list. And then when you get them written down, then you'll come back to this episode. You'll be thinking about for this goal, one at a time. For this goal, is this something that I am looking towards a future date? or something that I am going to do a certain amount of time per week or month. For this goal, is this one something I'm doing by a certain date or a certain amount of time per week? Okay, and then this goal, is this something that can be quantified? Hmm, not so much. How how hard or easy would it be? How do I improve the relationships I have with my family? All right. Well, quality time. Great. What does that mean? Where can I get quality time? Well, it would be a certain amount of time and then it would be doing certain things. So spending time with your family, totally great if you all love the same TV show, in my mind, to watch TV together. It's something that I and my family, both John, my brothers and sisters, um, you know, whoever, (laughs) if there's a show we all really like, watching it together can be really fun because we're like, oh, can you believe he did that? Oh my gosh, I can't believe like, and then the aliens came down or I had no idea he was going to turn out to be an alien. You know, whatever. You can kind of tell the kinds of stuff I watch, huh? Um, So quality time for that group of people might be spending TV together. Quality time for a family who are all off in different rooms watching their own Netflix shows on their own devices. That's that's not really quality time now, is it? In fact, if you're not even in the same room, it's not time at all. So every goal is going to give you a new place to stop and think, 
What is the way that I can accomplish what I truly want to accomplish out of this? And it may be for the whole year, it might be a life change sort of thing, maybe diet and exercise or a family relationships, or it may be a very specific time related thing. I want to um, have three pitches prepped for the writers conference that I'm going to in April. Okay, then you can be like, all right, that's three. And there's three, a little bit more than three months until April. So that's at least one pitch a month, totally finished, polished and whatever. So is the way that you think to do one all the way through, have it done by the end of February, the other one by the end of March, the third one by the time you go to the conference? Or are you more of a, um, let me think about the big picture of the story for all three of them and write it down. And then let me figure out like, what are the basic character um, overarching elements that I really want to highlight in the pitch and I'll write that down for all three you know because you might be the kind of person who does them one at a time or all together all of this has to do with you I don't want you to try to do things my way (laughs) the advice that I want to give you is to give you a place where you can ask yourself questions that will help you find the way that works best for you Because the way that works best for you may not be the way that works best for your best friend (laughs) or your spouse or your child. Okay, I hope that's helpful. What do you think? I want you to actually do it though, because studies show that when we're writing down things, really anything, writing down notes during a talk, uh, writing down goals, writing down how we're going to accomplish the goals, the act of writing is different from the act of thinking about something or the act of talking about something. Um, It it does tend to stay with you longer. And depending on, you know, the way your personal brain functions, I will often be able to think to myself, okay, what what was the March part of this goal? Like what was the monthly part of this goal? And then I can picture the piece of paper that I wrote my goals on. And then I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. The, the, I remembered goals one, two, and three, and five, but I couldn't remember the fourth one. But now I, I can remember because I remember when I wrote it down this way, blah, blah, blah. And it was on the right-hand side of the page and, you know, stuff like that. So there are reasons why writing it down will actually help you to get it done. I know you may be driving or running or cooking or something like that right now, but be thinking about it and see if you can start making some notes and writing some things down before you go to bed tonight. Uh, As I mentioned two weeks ago during the goals podcast, I've been moving my my annual planning to a February through January system so that I'm not trying to um, do all sorts of Christmas things and decorating and cooking and going to Christmas parties and stuff and be thinking of, you know, meeting my year end goals and creating more goals for the next year. That gives me all of January to finish tying up last year's goals and to decide what I truly, really want to accomplish in the following year. So don't stress If you want, you can adopt this February 1 to January 31 goal setting and see if it works for you this year. I hope it does. In any case, have a really fun time imagining what it's going to feel like accomplishing a lot more of your goals this year. I'm excited. I've got some big goals. I've got some medium-sized ones. I've got several little ones that I'm determined to be like, it's fine if I don't get the little ones done. 
Um, I think it's going to be a really good year for all of us. And I will still be here um, podcasting, giving you uh, tips and advice from my own brain and my own experiences, and also giving you all sorts of advice from writers. Uh, I've got... um, somebody who's writing a writing book and who teaches at a university coming on in a few weeks. That's going to be awesome. Um, the narrator for my audiobooks is this wonderful, wonderful woman who is going to come on and talk about audiobook narration. Um, who else do I have on? I've got all sorts of fun people, more authors talking about their methods and their genres and that sort of thing. So if you have anything in mind that you're like, oh, I wish you had more of this, or I haven't heard anybody talk about that, just uh, send me a tweet. Uh, let's see, my Twitter handle is at Kitty Buholtz, or uh, leave a comment if you're watching on the YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash Kitty Buholtz. And um Then there's also, yeah, leaving it on the website, which is podcast.rightnowworkshop.com and just going to uh, today's episode, which is 123, and letting me know who do you want to listen to, who do you want as a guest on the podcast, and I will see if I can get them for you. Have a fabulous week. Happy writing. Good luck with your new year in the new you, (laughs) and we will see you again next week.